jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Another week. Another week of found footage month. Oh. Here at Gaylords of Darkness. Oh. I was thinking the other day we could have um, Strangers Be Doing Stuff month. <laughs> Because I was looking at my shelves and I saw Eyes of a Stranger, When a Stranger Calls, A Stranger is Watching. Oh. Strangers be doing stuff. When a Stranger Calls Back. Love When a Stranger Calls Back. When a Stranger Calls, this time with a high-tech house. Because remember when that was a thing in the mid-2000s? Right. Panic House. Panic House. (laughs) When a Stranger Calls Back is better than any made-for-TV, late-in-the-game sequel has any right to be. Have you ever seen it? I still need to see. I have not seen either. Well, I haven't seen any of the, in the remake. Huh. And I recognize this is a likened to my bloodstream since I became a vegetarian. This is a massive deficiency in me. <laughs> yeah, well, When a Stranger Calls the original, I mean... Let's face it, the best part is the first 15 minutes, and then it becomes like a totally different movie that is, it's got some queens in it, but. Yeah, doesn't it, then it focuses on like a cop and it goes to Carnival Town and like all this stuff, or is that the sequel? Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I think it's Colleen Dewhurst and Charles Durning, maybe? Mm. Uh, And that's, you know, whatever. The first 15 minutes are iconic, though, but the sequel is really good, I think. And that brings back Carol Kane. Mm Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. a queen. Yeah. Not that my opinion can always be trusted, as we will get to today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for this. All right. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Oh, also, another thing. I have to just... Oh? I, I just have to hmm. admit something, I guess. Is this a confession? Are we sitting in the confessional? I think I'm in a confessional. I have watched the trailer, and I don't know where it's coming from, but I think I want to see Scream 6. Ah! <laughs> These are the feelings I have. I even, here's how far it goes. Here's how far it goes. That when I see when the logo comes up, and it's like Scream 6, and the 6 is the M... Yeah, it's the it's the one part and the other part because it's a Roman numeral numeral six. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> am I so swayed by Hayden Panettiere? Yes, and I like Jenna Ortega a lot. I think she's great. And also, you know what I think? Also, it might be is the fact that it's like urban, like it's in the city, and we get so we have gotten. We get so few urban slasher movies that I'm curious. This is true. Stacy, I told you from the get-go, oh no, they got me. 
when they yeah you when were they, given when they said they were bringing back Hayden Panettiere I love Kirby she's the Kirby is the only thing that I liked from Scream which one was that four four uh I don't care what people I don't care what you think or say and or thought or said back then I loved her haircut it was, I thought it was a fabulous hairstyle and she pulled it off very well they said she's coming back they're bringing back Samara Samara Weaving is going to be in it. I love her. She's like dark side Margot Robbie, and I think she's great. Um, Dermot Mulroney? Oh, there you go. I mean, I mean, I watched, well, I watched that other movie for, well, technically I watched it for us, but <laughs> the Sandra O oh movie with him. Mm-hmm. Love him. And, and, and yeah, Jenna Ortega. So you didn't see Scream 5 Cream. I never saw 5. I have no interest in 5 Cream. You That's have access to it on your favorite service. What's it called? Peacock. <laughs> Peacock. I think it's on there. Maybe it's on Paramount. I can't remember which. But uh, Gina Ortega was, I mean, she's the standout. That was the the first thing I think I really saw her in before X. Uh, and I, I was like, oh, I really like this person. This Because the, the new cast is so forgettable, but she's, she's a great actor. And... Um, so I don't know. They put those people in and I said, God damn it, they got me. I feel like they would have gotten you anyway. You just said that you saw Scream 5 of them. Yes, because, I, but at least that had Sydney in it. Mm, that's true. And I was curious to see what they were going to do. And then I immediately was upset. <laughs> yeah, you see everything though. So I feel do like. I? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, I see bad. I see every bad one. Takes, takes you a while to get to the good ones. No, it's true. They brought back Courtney Cox. I love Courtney Cox. I'm always going to be there for Courtney. And uh, I'm calling it right now. I think there's going to be a whole ghost face cult. Because, you know, they show that room with, like, all the costumes. Right, like the bat cave with all the yeah. robins. It is. It's the, it's the ghost face cave. That's so yeah. funny. So I, I'm still, like, why does ghost face have a shotgun? But I think, well, if there's like six of them and they're all stalking them in the subway or whatever, maybe I'll allow some different things. Didn't he, he use the gun in like the first one though? Okay, yes. And Jason pointed this out. I, however, they use guns when they're, they all use guns in all of them, which was actually why I think why the third one, uh, there was lots of, they had to remove all the gore because it was also right after Columbine. But um, the guns come out once the killer's unmasked. I see. This time, because suddenly everyone has a gun. Even Sydney always has a gun. <laughs> and it's just like, what are these movies? Uh, but Ghostface himself, their, them, they themselves, never uses a gun until until the, un- the mask has come off. It could have come off already, though. This is a trailer. You don't know. You're, you're absolutely right. Well, this is a fascinating development. Isn't it? I Now I'm like... Uh... I don't know. I would say watch Scream 5 Cream. Yeah, maybe I will. And just treat yourself to the CGI age-reversed ghost of Billy Loomis. <laughs> okay. And uh and then and then and then check in with yourself and see if you're still excited for this movie. Right. I think it's a city-based of it yes i'm i'm very interested in in scream in new york city by way yeah. of toronto or vancouver or whatever they filmed it right so we'll we'll have screams month we'll have screams month sure strangers be doing things month and then we could do old month 
where we, where we only watch old every week. <laughs> hmm. I'm glad you finally believe me. I finally believe you. I didn't believe you for so long. No, I was intrigued, but then I just, I finally, you know, committed. That's the thing. I committed, and then I sat down, and then I said, whoa, I, I have seen the vacation destination of my dreams, <laughs> and it is this film. Well, we're not on a beach today. No, no, we're in the opposite. Look, okay, Europa Report, this was a me choice. <laughs> Because I said, uh, it's good. Right? Found footage. Perfect time to watch it. It's good. And what I would like to do now is to... This came out in 2013. I don't know when I saw it. 2014, 2015, something like that. I know we are all different people in a post-2016 world. In a post-2020 world. We're all different. However, I would like to travel back in time and talk to that Stacy. Like, just ask her, why do you like this so much? <laughs> why do you like this so much? Because now I say, it's fine. I didn't. I, I don't dislike it necessarily. But I know that the first time I saw it, I thought it was scary. This movie is not scary. Uh, I know I'm dazzled by found footage X space because I love both of those things in my horror. I mean, there we, that's the answer. But I just, I know I had such fond memories of this movie and I know I've recommended this movie to people. And so I need to ask that Stacy what she's smoking, drinking, and vibing. <laughs> Who are you and why do you feel this way? Wow! Because I was I was a little embarrassed that I recommended this. To you. you were, yeah. Oh wow! I'm so excited to hear more. I really liked it. Okay. <laughs> like I'm 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 2013, Stacy. I don't. Maybe I'm somewhere in between because on the one hand, I feel the movie just is like I'm not super passionate about it. But I think what it does do, it does with a uh, solid air of authenticity, which is all I want from a found footage film. And I I was along for the ride. I enjoyed it. I can say that. Maybe it's a, a one-time deal. Maybe it's a, you don't go back. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, it doesn't you, hold up to rewatch. Yeah, I, like I didn't dislike it but i just i couldn't see in it what i liked so much the first time i guess well i guess because also you would know the trajectory of what is going to happen of what will be revealed um because i like i can see like when you say you didn't think it was scary i would agree that i don't think this is scary but i also went into this movie being a little suspicious of it at first because what you didn't you did not say it's good you said i'm interested to see if it's good or still good (laughs) Uh, so i think that i think the the doubt was already beginning to pool but uh but then and and then you also told me it's not a horror film but it isn't found footage in space i did 
at one i swear at one point because you have been talking up this movie it's true stacy always recommends this movie and has been talking it up to me like as long as i've known you <laughs> well as a found footage aficionado i feel like this movie doesn't get talked about very much and so i said this is perfect for anthony i yes and it, it really was but i feel like in the past you had said at some point if not this last week when we decided on it you said at some point it's not it's not horror but it is found footage in space and so the whole time I was like, how is this gonna, how is this? And then like, literally I was watching the movie and I was like, no adjacents, no adjacents, she says. <laughs> I, was, I was so curious to see, but then I found, because I find space so upsetting, because I'm, I'm the girl that like, you know, gravity almost killed me in the theater. Uh, I love, I, I like you also am tantalized by space stories and I also get uh, very upset by the idea of being in space. Like I spent the first half of this movie debating with myself. Well, it wasn't even a debate because the answer was no, you know, to would I ever go into space? No, fuck that. That said, I found sequences very uh, thrilling and atmospheric and um, upsetting to me. So I experienced some form of uh, the feeling that I would feel from a horror film. But I could, I could see that because the movie itself is kind of about, about discovery. Because, <laughs> you know, because it's a sci-fi film in space. Because it's about discovery that I can see the act, the act of discovering it for the first time much more alluring than a rewatch, perhaps. I don't, I don't, it's a, it, when I say it doesn't hold up, it's still a well-made film. Oh, yeah. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's just... I mean, not as not as effective, maybe. I can see that. I thought I was actually very surprised that this director has not really done anything else because I did think this movie is very well made, and for found footage for that era and for space. Because the only other thing, if we're talking found footage month, the only other thing that I can really think to put alongside this would be, um, oh, it's not Apollo thirteen because that's the actual mission. Apollo eighteen, right? Yeah. You know, which was shit. And, I mean, just one standout alone was, I'm like, I mean, did this movie have that great of a budget? I don't know. But compared to Apollo 18, you know, like, they don't even try to reckon with the fact that they don't have a budget to uh, simulate weightlessness. Yeah. <laughs> so people are just like, stand up, sit down, walking around in the spacecraft. And you're supposed to believe they're floating around and on the moon and whatever, while, you know, moon rocks are coming to kill them, because that's... <laughs> but in this, I'm like, I believe they are in space. I see the floating. Maybe that's all I needed. Maybe that's all I needed after Apollo 18. Oh, there you go. Because sometimes, like you, I mean, you're a fan of the Prometheus, right? Or you liked it. Yeah, I like Prometheus. And how, but how much of what you liked was the spacesuit, Stacy? Oh, that was at least 90% of it, I'm sure. It was just the aesthetics of those spacesuits. And in this, you've got spacesuits and women with short hair. <laughs> That's true. Maybe there's some allure there for you. Maybe. Maybe it's M. Beth Davids. Love M. Beth Davids. Also in old. <laughs> love her she's uh you know she's important to the lesbians her turn is miss honey and Matilda. let's not discount her importance to the lesbian community <sighs> imbeth okay. davids is a goddamn angel <laughs> yeah. 
And one of our most unsung actresses. She, absolutely. Because, like, look at how iconic this queen is. Miss Honey. Um, uh, the, the evil woman that Mark Darcy's dating in Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> the, the queen that is the secret twist villain that is, like, using the book in the 13 Ghosts house to, like, summon ghost apocalypse. They're 13 in ghosts. <laughs> the actual title, thank you. Like, love her well she's just one of those actresses that's like always solid and competent even and she can elevate just about anything she's in just because she is so solid and competent yes yes i adore her knowing she was in this i was i said that's all i need to know is being surprised by that by her showing up at the end of old i said well now i know this is my favorite movie of all time (laughs) so i i don't know this i don't know (laughs) (laughs) right it struck me this time also as and i think maybe this is this is good because you know i had seen it and so i'm reacting to my reaction as much as the movie itself uh it felt less found footagey this time even though it is super found footage i think because it was very slick and there was music. Mm. There was music that made it feel like just a a good movie that used some found footage elements or like had a found footage skeleton to it, but it felt very slick and and maybe this is just a testament to the director, but it felt more like cinematic i guess it it felt like it felt kind of like something that nasa hires steven spielberg to 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 air when they like are they're gonna show the launch on tv (laughs) and then they want steven spielberg to make like a 20 second commercial that's like honoring the potential of the future or whatever (laughs) and then you see a shot from close encounters it felt kind of like that like this was a sort of a prestige documentary but i'm interested in the music the presence of music because i did find the music very affecting but i also was biased because the music was by bear mccreary who i love because he did the music for hannibal he did the music for battlestar Galactica. yeah i mean anytime like anytime you see a a cylon ship blasting through space and you just you think to yourself like the whatever like it's so cool so i'm a big fan of bear mccreary uh, so I was tantalized by the music, but then I think, yeah, that is a very strange choice for found footage and also manipulative. Oh, it's definitely, it is a mood enhancer, but I yes. guess I always end up getting pulled out of the moment by it because it's like, this is, I mean, I guess you've got the talking heads and all of that, but it's like, it means that someone found all of this footage of the astronauts and everything that happened. And when they assembled it, they added music to it. And yes. you say, would they do that? Yes. And if they did, then what? Well, uh, did, do you remember? So in the found footage class I'm teaching, this came up where we were talking about um, sort of the, I guess in this film, it's different in that there is a talking head. We get, we get like maybe two people who paid for were like executives on in charge of this mission. So we get in Beth Davids and this other guy. And anytime I kind of see that in found footage, it, I guess 
I guess, well, it's sort of different because they weren't on the mission. So you know that there there is no question of Jeopardy with them. But like, did you ever see that movie? It's the tunnel or it's not the canal, the tunnel. It was like in Australian or New Zealand. And there's like this horrible creature in the sewer. Yeah. And, and, and then, and it's presented after the fact where you also have the interviews with the, the two people that were filming this encounter. And so it's like, for me, that just doesn't work because I know that they were alive to film the thing after and to talk about it. And so then watching the actual footage, I become immediately less upset because I'm like, well, I know they're not going to die anyway. So the stakes are lower. So there's that. And I guess the idea of someone adding music and going in, the presentation becomes different versus like, this is the uncovered, like the Outwaters, this is just uncovered something. Make sense of it and feel the fear. (laughs) Well, that's because that's always, it's such a found footage conceit. Since, you know, Blair Witch Day is like, uh, three years later, their footage was found. It's like, okay, so that's what we're watching. So who assembled it and why and yeah. in what fashion like that that's always a question that i have and it's like as i know we talked about the movie at some point but that stupid indie 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 found footage movie evil things <laughs> which isn't good i liked the first half i like that movie i recognize it's not quote-unquote good whatever i i for some reason i have a fondness for that yeah. movie good doesn't exist and Yes, it was corny, but the way I received that movie was like with a letter from the FBI. <laughs> I'm like, here's, here's, here's the DVD that we put together and it's got like, you know, exhibit whatever stamped on it. And like he went, the, the director of that went all out to try to add some verisimilitude to this, right? But that explains what I'm seeing. And so just this is like, obviously, like, what happens on this? They send up the Europa One mission, you know, because we have discovered that there is water on Europa, one of Jupiter's moons. And so they're going to send a human contingent farther, more into deep space than anyone has ever gone before. Instead of like testing out Mars first. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to go all the way to Europa because this this water indicates that there's a really high probability that there's going to be life on the planet. What better way to find out than to send people? And so they send them about six months in, the mission control, whatever, here back on Earth, we lose contact with Europa 1. We have no idea what happens. Do they make it? Do they not make it? Whatever. Eventually, communication is reestablished. Two years in, they have gotten to Europa and, you know, all of the footage comes back to Earth and we find out what happened in that interim where communications were dark. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. We're seeing this. And Beth Davids, who's like the head of this whole mission, this is her baby, all of that. She's a talking head in this. Another scientist is a talking head back on Earth to tell us like, oh, we lost communication. I was so worried. (laughs) (laughs) And in a Gaylord's first, Neil deGrasse Tyson shows up. Yes. (laughs) At last. (laughs) At last. And so we are seeing whatever, I don't know if they're supposed to be NASA, but whatever that 
body has assembled that's what we're seeing and so it's like okay i can i can say like okay all of this footage was declassified and they assembled it and all of that but it's still a strange choice for them to put music on it yes and i know i'm being like nitpicky nanny here but <laughs> nanny <laughs> but i just i don't know like part of part of found footage is the greater presentation of said found footage like that has to be taken into account with the actual film itself if that makes sense yes and so that's always something that uh i'm on the lookout for with these things that's all and so when there's music i say who does who was like you know what would be great here (laughs) let me go on soundsnap.com and see if I can find some royalty-free music that we can put over this right. declassified footage of the astronauts. Because then you get trapped into thinking of like the physical construction of the film and who is marketing it, who's putting up the money, who is editing it, what is the audience, where does it get distributed, Why? what is the point of releasing this footage? And those kind of questions I don't always have until there is something like a soundtrack that like grabs my attention and draws attention to the fact that somebody has has assembled this footage if there was music over the end of the fucking blair witch project when they're running through the woods oh oh you you would say huh it wouldn't work it wouldn't work i don't know that found footage needs a cinematic soundtrack that's the thing no is okay so a slightly similar film in terms of it's and in terms of how it's presented that it is footage that was captured and then re-presented to tell a story in a documentary i'm thinking of lake mungo which we did as the first inaugural film for found footage month is there is there sound in that i mean audio score score music (laughs) i feel like there is i feel like it's ambient though Versus, like, an actual cinematic Bear McCreary score. And with that, it feels as though, you know, that movie, you get, you know that this is, the the family wants to tell this story, and it's about people dealing with, it's a documentary about people dealing with grief, but also with a touch, at, a look at the beyond, or an afterlife, right? So it kind of makes sense. I think of um, another film that I was thinking of that does that, that's constructed similarly, and I bring this up because I just showed this in my class, was Neroi, The Curse, where it's also, here's all this footage that, that Kobayashi filmed, it's been recovered, and now someone has put it all together in like this video that's being disseminated on the internet or somewhere. And you get all those moments where you know, he goes and he talks to the mother and the son. And then as he walks away, the camera zooms in on the face in the window and you hear like a... (laughs) And so like, okay, there's a conscious act of adding sounds there. And I wonder how well that functions. I have questions about that. But also I recognize that someone was putting together this movie to scare you. And so I don't know. It, It all varies with what the film is too. And in this case, I can see that that score is weird because like what nasa just added that in or europa company or whatever right i think it didn't bother me the first time i saw this movie obviously like that i can remember it didn't catch my attention but it caught my attention this time and i think the fact that we're questioning whether or not lake mungo has anything means that whatever lake mungo has is effective because we don't remember it because it doesn't stand out it doesn't stand out i remember reading 150 years ago 
in Roger Ebert's review of The Silence of the Lambs, he talked about how great the score is because it doesn't draw attention to itself. It mm. manages to heighten everything that's happening and make you feel a certain way and do that manipulation thing, which all scores manipulate you. Just some are more obvious about it and then you get angry. Yeah, it's entirely why they're there. But it doesn't draw attention to itself. And I think that's the problem. And for me here, this score drew attention to itself. And then I started doing that. Well, why is this? Then it becomes, <laughs> then it becomes The Devils of the Details by Column and Rue Morgue, where I'm like, who's adding that music? <laughs> and then I said to myself. And then I said to myself, why are you going to have music in there? You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas a Lake Mungo or something like that, if you don't notice it, then it's doing its job of yeah. of adding to the atmosphere without pulling you out of it. Yeah. I don't I mean found footage is like the one genre that should have no music, really. Absolutely. At all. Unless it's diegetic, you know, if it's in the car, stop filming me, and they're listening to something, you know? Yeah. Well, I think of, um, you know, going back to the Outwaters again, I think that movie, like we, as we were watching it, Jason and I were, like Jason, I think at one point said, this found footage film has a lot of music in it. But they were always instances where, like, they're in the car and he's playing a song. Or he's hanging out with his Lana friend and listening to her music. And so you, you're constantly accompanied by the music they're listening to which is part of their world. So it doesn't really affect you as much or you don't get caught up in the the physical construction of what you're watching. I mean, found footage, we all have to let things go. Obviously, you can't be Neil deGrasse Tyson being like, we travel at five meters per second or whatever. (laughs) 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 You can't can't do that because they're all going to fall apart if you do that. You know what I mean? Like you have to, as a viewer, you have the unacknowledged covenant with the movie of like, I am going to believe this, whatever it is. Yeah. So you don't have to say like, unless it is like the Outwaters where it's like, here's the raw card footage, memory card footage. Like, okay, but still who typed up that title and put it on there and let us know. Do you know what I mean? Like there's always that question and you just, you just go with it. Yes. With Blair Witch, like we were, we were asked to believe that this footage was recovered, was somehow given to Haxon Films, and Eduardo Sanchez and Dan Myrick just happened to edit it into a film and get theatrical distribution for what was essentially police evidence. A snuff film? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Literally a, a snuff film by a witch. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's when, that was the part that my young teenage brain could not always accept when I was wanting to believe that it was real. Was I'm like, but there's a director, <laughs> and these guys are editing it. Well, when I saw it opening night, a friend of mine on the train on the ride home said, "So was that the actual footage that they found under the house, or did they reshoot things?" <gasps> like he he believed he was totally in it and thought it was totally true, but he had that question. Wow, I love the 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 jumping jacks that we will do. Mm-hmm. the gymnastics that's the word the mental gymnastics that we will do to convince ourselves that this the thing that gives us the willies is in fact giving us the willies because it's real but that's why i love found footage yeah oh i love it. i did you know i want to believe all of them you know what i mean i think i'm i'm getting to the point now the more i see and 
you see some really bad ones and all of that. And it's like, they affect me in a different way. Like I know incantation aside, which even incantation, I didn't think that what was happening was real, but I did feel like it was affecting me in the real world. And you start to question if you're me, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you start to like, even the Roy, I was like, well, I can't say Kagataba out loud. And I just did. And now I'm cursed. I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of an amazing thing that there is this, subgenre that we're all just like you just go with it yeah like for it to work you have to go with it all on some level and i love that i think that's part of the draw is i mean for me like the the why i love the genre so much and why i will watch every single one of them regardless of quality or anything is because i want to see which ones can summon the authentic and can give me those feelings that I, you know, it's it's been chasing the dragon ever since Blair Witch, where it's like, okay, I want that feeling again. And so what, 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 and I love studying them and figuring out, like, what did you do here to make this so effective? And with different types of, of ways of making it, too, like, you can do the incantation route where it's, it breaks the fourth wall. You could do the Lake Mungo route where it's presented as a very chilling, sad, thoughtful documentary. You can do the, oh, this is just straight up recovered footage and I shouldn't be watching this. And I just love seeing all the different components that go into making one, to making each one of those different types within the genre um, successful in their their simulation of authenticity. It's a really... It can be just like your $1.99, oh, we have a camera, let's make a found footage movie. But there are so many permutations and way to, ways to explore the genre that it's just, it's so creative because it becomes, there are problems to solve, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're like me, who as a creator, ugh. but as when I'm... <laughs> I mean, when I'm writing something, if I'm going to write a screenplay or something like that, I want to have all of my problems solved. I have a really hard time letting go and just letting things happen. You you are not Italian. I'm not Italian. In I'm any not, way. <laughs> but I like to, like, why would they be in this place? Why would they go from A to B? I can't just, like, oh, it would just happen. You, you could know? have, you could, as much as you love it, you could have never made pieces. Right. Yeah. And so I guess just found footage, you have to solve a lot of those problems, I think. Because you're showing things as they happen. And how would that, what, what do you need to do to simulate reality in that, in that depiction? It's so, it's, but that's why I love it. It's, yeah, the, no, I love that. It's, it's one of the few subgenres where you have to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My mom, so I talked to my mom actually yesterday and she was like, oh, I saw you and Anthony did that movie lake mungo and she's like i haven't listened to your episode yet but what did you think of that movie i was like of course i love it it's one of my favorites blah 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 blah. and she said that she she had seen it i don't know some time ago she's like i don't know why i stopped on it but i just you know we were flipping around and we stopped on it and watched it and she's like and when it was over i thought okay that was all right like i liked it but nothing great and then she said she couldn't sleep yes and she was like, I didn't, usually she, when she can't sleep, she'll get up and watch a movie or whatever. She was like, I didn't want to open my eyes or go downstairs <gasps> because I was convinced she was in the house. <gasps> oh, I'm scared. Yeah. Oh, I have goose, goose flesh. <laughs> yeah. And my mom is, I mean, like, I, this is, 
I I am a horror movie freak because, you know, that's how I grew up. Like, we were a horror movie family. And my mom is not one. She's like me in that she's not one given to nightmares or staying awake or anything like that. Like, she'll get scared, but then it's over. And so just the idea that, like, Lake Mungo affected both of us, like, kind of in the same way is really... Yeah. A trip. I love that. I Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's it's... I'm absolutely a, a, a Dana Scully. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also am a Mulder in that I want to believe, which I think Scully also wants to believe. That was kind of the revelation over the course of the series, right? But I I want to believe. And I don't, don't know that I ever can. <laughs> but it, it's it's these these hints of convincing evidence that I find so enticing. And so it's it's like Mungo... Yes, I am gonna. I am not going to be able to sleep, and I'm gonna stare at my doorway all night after the movie, just like hoping that something awful doesn't appear there. Or uh, it's not found footage, but session nine, the recordings. Oh yeah. Like I, I the movie, I was like, oh, well, that was good and and creepy, but then it wasn't until the night after that I was really upset, as I just kept thinking about those recordings. And it's like, even even in a film that's, you know, just outright presented as narrative fiction, the the evidence uncovered in the film scares the shit out of me. And I, that's what lingers with you. That's It's like um, the found footage moment in Signs, when you get the, the children's birthday party, and the kid says, it's behind, and then all of a sudden, horrible, like, green-shaved Bigfoot alien walked out in front of you, and... <laughs> The first time I saw that, I shit myself. Oh, yeah. That's a great moment. That's an iconic moment. Yeah. In horror. Absolutely. I wasn't even watching the movie. My dad was watching it. I was in the same room. I heard screaming. I looked up and then I saw that and I flew across the table. <laughs> like, <laughs> completely out of context. But it's those moment, those moments of, like, uncovered evidence of the forbidden or the impossible that just stick with me and I love them for it. Yeah, it's always more fun to believe. It's it's how I feel about, like, Amityville Horror. You know? Like, I mean, I grew up just like, go ask Alice. Uh, you know, I grew up believing this was a real thing. Yeah. And that was great. And then you grow up and you find out it's all from a con artist. <laughs> Mormon con artist. Like, again, just like, go ask Alice. <laughs> like, it's all just a ruse for whatever reason, you know? Like maintaining the moral majority or whatever the cause is whatever but there's still a part of me that even though that is a turnoff and makes me angry or like oh man whatever there's still a part of me that wants to believe that the amityville house is still fucked up you know what i mean was it instrumental in leading towards you know satanic panic sure does it give you the warm fuzzies to think about absolutely and so that's the same thing with, with ghosts or found footage or any of it is like, yeah, the Scully side is like, I don't believe this, but I also, it's more fun if I do. Mm-hmm. It's more fun to think that ghosts are real. And yeah, then I can be like, well, what are their ghost clothes? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can pick it apart, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> You know, but it's it's more fun to just to to think a place is haunted. Oh, absolutely. I think I, I want I want to find the thing. I feel so jaded that the thing does not in fact exist. 
most likely, yeah, you know, in terms of my experience, despite things that I've seen or felt younger that I've reasoned away. And, uh, and these movies are a place where I can enjoy that. Yeah, I don't know that I want to have any kind of real life experience that's going to cause me to have a mental break. You don't want to find a fetus woman outside the shrine in the middle of the forest, all the dead dogs and stuff everywhere? Is she hot? If she's hot, then maybe. <laughs> I would, yeah, but I mean, I would be, I mean, I'm useless. We all know this, you know, so I don't know that I need to, I don't, I don't want to just end up curled up in the corner in a fetal position for the rest of my life or screaming at people that the fetus woman is real and no one believes me. Both of those are terrible outcomes. You know what I mean? Well, let's not shut down one of them. (laughs) I'm entertained. But if you were like, hey, do you want to go check out the fetus tree? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I do. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. And I'd be scared out of my mind. God, I still want to go back to the cemetery, the Masonic Cemetery that is, I won't say where it is in Oregon, but I still want to go back because last time we were there, we made it like six feet down the trail before rocks started getting thrown at us from the forest adjacent to the path. At midnight, in the middle of nowhere. All all signs are don't go back. But there's a part of me that's like, I want to go back and find out what the fuck's going on there. And you'd have to go back at night. Yes, because I want the spooky tinglies. I like how we've been talking for like an hour and very little about your Oprah report. (laughs) You're right. Although we did kind of tell them what it's about this time, at least. Um, Yeah. I don't know. This movie does, for all of the slickness and the score and all of that, it does adhere to found footage conventions very well mm-hmm. and very cleverly with, mm-hmm. you know, the cameras inside and outside the craft and their the cameras in their suits and all of this. Like, this is a found footage movie, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you get the talking heads, you get the music, but but I think, you know... What's a good way to make a spacewalk more terrifying for me? Show me directly from the person doing the spacewalk. <laughs> right. A spacewalk. Stacy, would you go into space? Sure. Really? Yeah, why not? Would you go on like this mission? Like like a long time? Like you're going in space for a long time. You don't know if you're coming back. Bye-bye. Yes. Really? Well, I, I should have known. Of course. Of course you would. <laughs> yeah. Would you go on a spacewalk? Oh, yeah. What? Why wouldn't you? You'd be in space. That's exactly why you wouldn't do that. That's where the That's stupid so cool. people go. Oh, call me stupid. <laughs> I mean, you could wear that. I'm with a stupid t-shirt at our next live show. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm a, I want to see everything. I'm a see everything gal. I love that about you. That's forbidden. Would you skydive? Uh, no. But you would do a spacewalk? Yeah. I'm not doing it to catch a thrill. Like, I feel like skydiving is one of those things where it's like, ooh, I'm going to eat a lot of hot peppers. Like, you know, whatever. Sh- shit blood for a week. Yeah, I like whatever, whatever, you know, get your adrenaline pumping. I'm not that kind of a thrill seeker. I just want to look at things. I just want to see things or like experience them in a way that doesn't involve free fall. You're an explorer. 
like to explore. Sure. Well, I respect that. Okay. Well, I found the spacewalk very upsetting. I went to Clam City with my hands. I was very upset. Uh, and then things bad things happen, and then things get worse. And <laughs> but I found the found footage very effective. And I will say that this is one instance of I think because of the way I respected this about the movie because of the way that the the you know the film grain was applied or because of the way the shots were held um you know with the stationary shots from the cameras looking at parts of the spaceship whether inside or outside i found that very effective and i found it as an effective use of cgi in a found footage film which i cannot really claim i have seen before because anytime found footage cgi shows up in found footage you just it breaks the point but in this, in this, because of the stylization and because it, it was, you know, they were building objects that are, I guess, real and easily recreated through graphics versus like life forms or whatever. It's easier to make a something a car out of CGI that looks like a car. Yes. You look at honestly video like current video game footage of like a car racing game and you might think it's actually real that's do you know there is a huge amount of television ad commercials are called have you heard of these there's a a a, a large number of car commercials are actually computer hmm ah so you roper okay well i'm glad you enjoyed it I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. I, let me say that. I enjoyed it. it you don't have to enjoy it. Well, I don't have to, but I did. Oh, okay. Okay. But you were embarrassed. Well, I was a little embarrassed because I just, I remember it being scary and it's not scary at all. And I just, I, didn't, I guess I didn't even just feel the tension. And that's probably what it was the first time is it wasn't like, quote unquote, scary, but it was tense because like walking, like going outside of the craft and walking on Europa. On Ice Planet? Ice planet. Ice moon. Like, you have to be dumb to do that. You have to be dumb to see something glowing and coming after you from under the ice, and you're like, I should go closer. Well, that's... Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But I'd go out there. Are you kidding? I'm on Europa. You're gonna go outside on ice planet? I wanted to go outside last week when we had that minus... 50 wind chill Stacey. i wanted to just see what it felt like and then i decided like you don't need it's gonna be cold like that's what it's gonna feel like and then your face is gonna turn black and fall off <laughs> in like 35 seconds in 35 seconds like you know what it feels cold congratulations yeah so i would go i would i'd be like i'm just gonna i'll just go step outside i would totally do that <laughs> You kidding? They'd be like, "We're not going to put the whole suit on and everything, so you can just go stand outside for five seconds." <laughs> I love the crew keeps looking back, and you're like, "No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna step out. I'm just gonna step out. I'm just gonna <laughs> see what it's like. I'm just gonna take some pictures. I'll be right back. Get your arm out of that suit. Get on that <laughs> helmet. Like she's not even an astronaut. Why do we bring her? Why is she here? She's Why a blogger." <laughs> horror movies not even space (laughs) (laughs) i have one more question for you about found footage okay because this also came up in my class so we were we watched neroy um i this does not have anything to do with your report i apologize but listen it's found footage month we watched neroy 
And I was kind of setting up with the, with the class, like, okay, well, let's talk about what are the differences between uh, like J horror and American horror. And we immediately settled on, you know, that sense of uh, the inevitability of death and hopelessness and sort of dread and how that all kind of ties into what these films, what these films are, the vibe. Right. And, and so we were like, okay. But then as I watched the film, I kind of realized like, well, found footage actually is very, a very un-American genre. I think in that, Neroy isn't really much very different than any other found footage film because in typical found footage film, everyone dies, right? Because that's that's kind of the the whole conceit is that this is uncovered footage. We know they died or went missing or whatever, and it's just about getting there. Yes, how? So then, how did they get? You wrote a report. Something awful went wrong. What is going to be the last frame? Oh well, it's a you know, it's it's that it's that thing. <laughs> Now we understand why we never heard from them ever again. Are there found footage films that you can think of where they don't die? Besides that one, <laughs> the people that are already giving the interview. Mm. The only other one I can think of is As Above, So Below, where they make it out. Mm-hmm. Mm. So think on that. I'll think on that. Listeners, think on that. Tell me if you can think of other ones where they don't die. Because I think it's it's just so core to what the genre is. Yeah. As we've established. Did you, now to bring it back to Europa Report though, how you said like, oh, the talking heads, I know they're not going to die or whatever. Did you like that faint of, it looks like the pilot is giving a talking head through the whole movie. Like she is also, it seems as if she has made it back because it's just her talking the way M. Beth Davids is to the camera with the plain blue background and it looks like she made it back. And then at the end you see, no, she's just doing basically her Heather Donahue. Yeah. And then she turns the camera and you see she's still in the ship. That's really interesting that you point out because for whatever reason, I, I never questioned if she would live because I, and I don't remember if it's because we see her set up a camera at one point, like kind of at her station. But I, I was like, okay, well, this is like maybe I assume this was like her last. Yes, the the Heather Donahue, the last will and testament of Rosalind Lee. <laughs> this is her. This is her confessional at the end. And I think, but I think part of that too, beyond seeing that you know you, you can, it looks like she's in the ship. I, if I remember, maybe it's just a bluish background, but um, it felt like with the way Embeth Davids is talking about them. It felt like the crew as a whole was lost. So maybe that, huh, I hadn't thought about that. Do you remember when you first watched it, if you thought she was going to make it? I think I thought she was going to make it. Interesting. Because of those talking heads, because she's talking directly to the camera, and she's she's recounting what has happened. Right. And with all the other footage, we don't need a recounting. We're watching things happen as they happen. Right. But she's telling us, what happened and it is it's just a plain blue blue background you can't see any of the equipment or anything and so then at the very end of the movie she like grabs the camera and turns it or like gets up and moves out of frame or whatever and you're like oh she's still in the ship right it was well done i do enjoy that i yes do you like this movie any more than you did last night or when you watched it yeah i mean even last night i just i was like i didn't dislike it i just really liked it the first time and that reaction baffled me right and so i thought you were gonna be like 
I was last night, which is like, it's fine. And I mean, I guess you kind of are, but I think you like it a little more than that. I, yeah, I, I felt like it wasn't spectacular, but for what it was and for what it set itself out to do, I thought it did very well. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. So I would actually recommend this film. Okay. But you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not recommending anything. You make your own choices, people. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I've had a moral awakening. Mm. Wow. Okay. So uh, this is, I've learned so much. I love found footage. Thank you for this month. Um, Stacy. with all of this said, are you ready to step into the great value pyramid? I I am. Uh, how does one describe, how does one, how, how do you solve a problem like the found footage? No, the great, huh? what is this called? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'll let you work this out. What is the great value pyramid? The great value pyramid is modeled off of uh, the, the $25,000 pyramid winner's circle, uh, in which we have one minute to list off six clues essentially to categories that we have created. We have not created the hints for what the categories are. So each one of us, as we are giving these clues, we are coming up with them on the spot to try to get the other person to name the category that we are alluding to. We cannot use the actual terms for the category or um, explicitly say like certain words. Uh, We just have to list them as fast as we can in the hope that the other person can successfully name six categories in one minute if we get anything well if you you can pass (laughs) you can pass and move on um the the clue giver otherwise you know if you don't make it in 60 seconds you get your head cut off by by the heads they are non-binary executioner yeah it's always just uh you're it's you against the clock this time baby yeah there's no truth false it's just it's just well it's just can you actually name the 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 thing that we are trying to allude to by way of listing clues um that's the best way i can think to describe the great value pyramid probably confusing as hell probably confusing as hell at some point maybe we'll post a little tutorial somewhere that shares exactly what the pyramid is and how our how our pyramid scheme works Maybe. And then you can play it at home. It's fun. It's really fun. It's very upsetting and you will sweat a lot. I've heard some, I've heard nice things from people about it. A lot of, I've heard a lot of, I don't understand what the hell is happening, but I love it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's fun. I got my pyramid all set up, man. I've got mine. Okay. My academy built by the aliens just before it's ready to go. (laughs) Who, who is the clue giver first? Should I go first? Sure. Okay. Oh, God. Ooh. It's actually, this is a fun game in that it's almost more upsetting for the clue giver. <laughs> right. I know. I, well, that's the thing is I you flip it over. That's the thing. These categories are all face down in a pyramid formation. And then you flip it over and then my brain goes blank immediately. But I have to help you. <laughs> Terrible. It's really upsetting. I'm literally already sweating. So... I feel like that means I'm ready. Are you? I'm ready. Okay. You've got 60 seconds on the clock starting in three, 
two, oh, I fucked up my clock. Starting in three, two, one. Okay, uh, uh, hey, Angela, uh, you're flat as a board in need of a screw. Uh, I think Judy says. Yes, uh, um, oh, I was mean to the final girl. I had sex. I drank alcohol. I did drugs. I... The thing someone new dies? Yes! Okay. <laughs> Roy Burns! Um, the, the, the stupid kid from Halloween Ends. Um, uh, killers who aren't the killers. Yes! That we know. Yes! Uh, 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 someone lit a hand of glory on my bed, and now it's on fire, and now the bed's on fire, and I'm traumatized. Um, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Real um, why people kill? Yes! Yes! Uh, um, My Bloody Valentine. Uh, Black Christmas. Canadian horror movies. Um, uh, uh, Gremlins. Um, Christmas horror movies. No. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, a flapper. A flapper talking nonstop. Oh um, God! Something uh, about Mike Flanagan. Yes. Sissy, <laughs> you won. I did. You won. Fifty nine. Fifty nine point forty eight seconds on the clock. Wait, how is My Bloody Valentine a Christmas movie? Oh, I thought you said holiday horror film. Holiday movies. I think I said Christmas. Damn it, you didn't win! Oh. Oh, you were so close! I misunderstood. I got so sweaty and excited. (laughs) I just let you keep going. Fuck. I'm sorry. I messed it up. I was gonna say holidays. I was. That was gonna be my next... Uh, guess. Listen, you won in spirit, okay? Okay, well, there you go. You knew okay. what was up. Who knows? In the maybe in the twelve, the point twelve milliseconds that were remaining. I don't know if that's a millisecond, but in the point twelve whatevers, perhaps you would have. I we would have gone back to it. You would have got right. Yeah. Thank you for agreeing. Okay. <laughs> My head is only halfway cut off. How about that? That's a compromise. Yes, like Mary Queen of Scots. Yes. Yay. It's dangling. There's tendons still attached. My sternocleidomastoideus <laughs> is still intact. Ooh. Art school. Oh, yeah. Anatomy. Anatomy. Anyway. I never took anatomy class because it was really intense. Yeah, it's pretty intense. That's why I draw people wrong. Right. <laughs> I never get the sternium <laughs> See? Yeah. I'm very impressed. Well, even if clues. Even if I jumped us ahead a little bit. Well, you gave good clues. You oh, thank That was really fun. Yeah. Now the pressure's on to give you good clues. Oh, fuck. We'll see how I do. Oh, fuck. All right, are you ready? Is one ever, yes. Yes. All right, time starts in three, two, one, now. Uh, ooh, the keys, the keys. Things Laurie Strode says. Yes, think, think, think. Uh, oh, God. Um, the... Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, uh, the haunting. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Movies the- with the in title. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Um, oh, I'm orange. And, um, uh, meow. Um, uh, 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 things Jonesy says. Yes, ding, ding, ding. Oh! Um, um, offerings. Cropsy. 
Um, Rhonda Johnson in a tanning bed. Um, a hand of glory on the bedside table. Tr- uh, triggering uh, events, events uh, that make killers. No, pass. Um, you can put a machete in his head. You can drown him in toxic ooze. Ways to kill Jason Voorhees. Yes, we go back to, um, uh. Sorry. <laughs> You're dead. The first one that I could, that my brain just became uh, the surface of Europa. Just like (laughs) wide open, icy, and there was no light to lead you. (laughs) Occasionally a flicker of bioluminescence. Yeah, actually I could just put that one aside because I didn't even give you anything. That was three word titles. Nothing. My brain went blank. Oh, the second one. You, di- you didn't even give me a thing, right? I flipped over the co- the card and it said three word titles and I could not think of any three word titles. Oh, so you just jumped right to Laurie Strode. So I jumped to <laughs> movies that start with the. Um, And then the one that I gave examples but you did not get was Things You Burn. Oh, that's funny. Rhonda Johnson. Rhonda Johnson. Oh, that's offering. fucking funny. Offerings, cropsy. See, it's these category formats that make it extra dazzling and awful. Is that it's like things that things that someone says, things that you do, things you burn. It's it, it's a it's you gotta shape your brain into a new mold. You gotta put it in a new mold and reshape it. It's tough, and the clock is ticking. And if you just if we're just not on the same path, you know, from the jump. Ugh. Like Anakin and Padme. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> I just want you to hold me like you did on the shore by the lake of Naboo. <laughs> did you ever hear the rumor that uh, that George Lucas hired Tom Stoppard to do a little script doctoring on Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, no. Can, yeah, could you believe that? <laughs> no, not for a second. I almost wish it was true just so we could blame Tom Stoppard for the yeah. lines. <laughs> oh, man. Three word titles. Name name a three word title. Go. The Amityville Horror. Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Maybe I only got that because you said it Maybe. earlier. Maybe. Because I literally can't think of a single other movie. No, because my brain immediately went the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but that's like five words. And 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 Kraken. And cra- <laughs> Wait, <Wow. what? laughs> yep. Okay, I'll remember Anne Kraken for next time. <laughs> Don't you know that one? <laughs> yeah, it, was fa- it was Cronenberg. Um, oh, oh, that makes sense. It's Canadian. I'm surprised you don't know it. Wow, I'm surprised you don't know that one. Um, uh, there are none. No. Besides Amityville Horror. That's the only one. <laughs> but imagine, okay, everyone listening, you think you're so high in my, with your high power perception, but imagine, <laughs> imagine we're not even on the clock right now. The, 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 the death clock. But when you're on the death clock and you have to think of a three word title that isn't Amityville Horror, uh-uh. No, not going to happen. I feel like both of us have made advancements. Yeah. We're both dead. We're both dead. 
your head's a little bit more on. But I feel that our time is getting... I think there was a listener that said, before long, you'll be making it, baby. Yeah. And I think, I believe them. I think we're on our way. I think we're on our way. I do. Well, we'll see next week if we fare any better. I'm going to guess no. (laughs) Probably not. Don't get excited. But we'll see. Uh, Found footage month is going to continue, though. I can tell you that right now. Oh, absolutely. So. Found footage life. Yeah, month means nothing around these parts. (laughs) That's why we call them all months. Yeah. Uh, False advertising. But it'll be more found footage. More Great Value Pyramid. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks to the subscribers. So kind. You can find past episodes and stuff like that on our website, gaylordsofdarkness.com. Find us on social media if you so choose. Um, And otherwise, you know, till next week. Right? Yes. Okay. Oh. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, ha, ha.